Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And a good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert, brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the Yard Patio Furniture. We'll get to Jim in just a moment. I want to talk a little bit about my friends Lee and Pam and their beautiful store for nature lovers. It's called Cardinal Corner. Pam and Lee say bird migration has begun doesn't matter where you live, all you need to attract birds is water, food, and a place to rest. Cardinal Corner has birdhouses for things like chickadees, nuthatches, house wrens, bluebirds. In fact, many birds like cardinals or doves and goldfinches, they don't nest in houses, so be sure to provide good, clean feeders for them. And, of course, they have birdhouses, they've got feeders, and, of course, the freshest bird seed in town. Have you signed up for their monthly newsletter yet? All kinds of tips and stories. You can subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. But I hope you stop in, see Lee and Pam. They're located at West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. You can call them. They always like to chat with you, 651-455-6556. Or online at cardinalcorner.com. You're going to find Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert, officially 19. At least that's... uh, at the airport. At the airport. I heard that too. Isn't that 19? Well, we have we have 14. <laughs> so, wow, it's April. Yeah. But you know what? Um it I, I know the temperature doesn't it seem like spring, but standing outside by our thermometer, I, the, of course I was looking at the sun. We've got partly cloudy skies with a high cirrus clouds. But um and, and very little wind. But I was listening to the much spring bird music, uh, red-winged blackbirds trilling, um, the whistled songs of the black-capped chickadee and, and uh, the northern cardinal, uh, American robins calling, a ring-necked pheasant was, with its double squawk was calling from a distance. So, you know, it, it just it, it sounds neat outside. And at 14, when it's not windy, it doesn't feel too bad. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that wind makes all the difference. Yeah. I I enjoyed hearing the, the ad about the, the trip to Norway and Iceland again, and I should just uh, make a comment here. If, if anyone's ever considered a trip to Norway and Iceland, um, this coming up 11-day tour may be for you. Join Sandy and me next September 9th to the 19th as we enjoy experiences in, in both of the Scandinavian countries. Uh, for more information, call, and here's the number again, in case somebody didn't get it, 651-398-9358. And you have a chance to talk to Michael Kenny from Defined Destinations, who put this trip together, and he always does a great job. And uh, they have a website, too, defineddestinations.com. They... Um, the sun rose this morning at 6.41 and sets at 7.50. Now, we that gives us 13 hours and 9 minutes of daylight. 
Denny, that's what we're going to have on Labor Day, September 3rd. Oh, how about that? So isn't that fun when you start looking at it yeah. that way? Um, we're gaining three minutes and a few seconds of daylight each day. We've gained 22 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. And as of today, four hours and 22 minutes is the total daylight gain since December 21st, the winter solstice. We still have two hours and 27 minutes of daylight to gain by June 21st. That's what we call the June or summer solstice, the longest daylight period of the year when astronomical summer begins in the northern hemisphere. So, uh, normal high for today, 54. Normal low, 34. So we've been running like, I figured out like last week, 22 degrees below normal or more. Or more, yeah. Yeah. But um, normal, 54, and for the high, 34 for the low. But records for today, April 8th in the Twin Cities, high, 83. Set in 1931, that's 87 years ago, 83 degrees. Record low, 8, just plain old 8. Set in 1865, 153 years ago. The most snow we've ever received on this date, 5 inches, 38 years ago, 1980. The last quarter moon rose this morning. Now, the rose, I'm going to emphasize that. Rose this morning at 2.53. Was that when your alarm went off? I, that's about <laughs> it, too, and I saw it. And you saw it. Isn't that something? Yep. And and sets um, at uh, 2, or not 2, 12.20 p.m., so just a little afternoon. Our next full moon is Sunday, April 29th. Now, we've been caught in what we call a cold rut for many days. Um, and in fact, ever since the beginning of this month, we've been more than 20 degrees below normal each day, highs and lows. Um, it's, it's what we call, there's a deep curve in the jet stream that keeps bringing Arctic air, but there are lots of signs of spring that continue. As we just talked about, daylight time increasing 44 minutes in the last two weeks. The fuzzy silver gray catkins are out in pussy willows, so twigs can be cut and brought indoors for a touch of spring. Where there's open water, like the Mississippi and Minnesota rivers and some of the other rivers, like the Cannon River and Strait River and by Faribault, are examples of where um, there's, you know, where there's running water and, and it goes into the lakes, and so the lakes in, in that area are partially open. So... Because of that, large numbers of migrating waterfowl continue to be seen. Bald eagles and great horned owl parents are busy feeding their young nestlings. Birds such as house finches, northern cardinals, morning doves, red-winged blackbirds, they're all very vocal, and their nesting season is just upon us, you know, or upon them. It's going to happen very, very soon. This past week, I received reports of returning great blue herons to many areas of southern Minnesota. Some great blue herons were observed standing on ice you know, in many areas because uh, there's, of course, ice-covered lakes. And for um, most of them, most of the great blue herons left in September for places such as 
South Texas, Mexico, and Central America. But only and in just a few stragglers um, were seen uh, in the southern part of the state, mostly throughout the winter. So a good share of them left, and now many have come back. Grateful herons are stately, graceful birds flying with slow, steady wing beats, necks drawn in and legs stretched out behind. They stand over three feet tall with much of their height made up of long legs and a long neck. Their wings measure six feet from tip to tip when they're stretched out. Other distinguishing characteristics aside from the commanding height are the blue-gray color and the largely white neck and head and the six-inch yellow beaks. Grateful herons always return to their breeding range and specifically to their nesting rookeries early in the season. Like most heron species, they are very sociable and prefer nesting in congested communities that vary in size from a few pairs to hundreds of birds. I remember when I saw my first heron rookery. It was a it was a very young boy scout at the time, and and we were up at Mini Point Scout Camp, and there was a there was a rookery uh, across from the bay where we were camping. And I thought, wow, that is really something. Don and Mary Summers report from Summerskogan Sugarbush in Minnetrista that they didn't collect sap or make maple syrup this past week. Clark Maximus from East Bay Sugarbush on the northeast side of Lake Waconia reports the same thing. Both sugarbushes had very light runs on Thursday and Friday, but not enough sap to collect. Both of these operations should experience some very good runs. I I heard the highs coming up this week. Uh, soon we'll have 40 or a little more and 50 and a little more than that. And uh, we're going to have some great maple sap runs. And uh, both uh, the Summers and the Mackinmuses are, are hoping for some good runs. Richard and Marlis Yort from Chisago City uh, report that this winter... And now into spring, um, they've had Cooper and Sharpshin hawks seen in their forest, and they're sharing this, I don't know if it's a small forest area, a big forest area, with a barred owl. So all three are in there. They continue to enjoy the many dark-eyed juncos at their feeding station and know these birds will soon be heading north for nesting. They nest in the extreme northern part of Minnesota and well into Canada. Jerry Gray reports that from uh, that Winstead Lake, that's in McLeod County, <clears throat> is is partly open because of a bubbler, and um, in that open water, and Jerry's a wildlife biologist, said hundreds of Canada geese and ducks, and about fifty trumpeter swans, and he's been seeing great blue herons flying over. Um, Jim Lorbeski who lives on the shore of Blackwater Lake near Longville, that's um, in Cass County, reports that last year the ice-out date was April 5th. And now, oh, and, I, and it's and April 4th in, in 2016. But as of today, 30 inches of ice covers Blackwater Lake. My brother David reports from Lake George. He just called me last night. That's located seven miles east of Itasca State Park. 
their ice out date last year was April 5th for Lake George, and now more than two feet of ice covers the lake. Then he said, of course, people are out there fishing, and, and some people are still driving on the lake, which I don't think is a good practice, but hopefully they know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Mary Brisland from Lutzen, Re- Lutzen reports that the first of the year ringbill gulls have returned to Grand Marais. A few herring gulls stay all winter. And uh, she and her son, John, uh, notice this. You know, when they see something the first year, it's got, it's a really a big deal when you're a bird. The ringbill gulls are back. And more and more deer are seen along Highway 61. They're coming down out of the deeper snow in the forested hills to graze in the brown grasses uh, of the roadside ditches. And people need to be careful, especially if you're driving along the North Shore at night. Watch it because these deer can jump up out of these. You get scared and jump up out of these ditches and be hit so easily. Um, they have noticed an influx of common red poles at at the feeding station. And um, Mary reports that maple syrup producers are hurting up there. They need some warm days to get that sap flowing. <clears throat> Russ Ritberger lives in and Sandy who um, have their home along Bass Creek in Brooklyn Park and have 45 wood duck nesting boxes on a half-acre lot. Note that Bass Creek froze over again last midweek. So they, and they have 50 wood ducks that have returned. So the wood ducks come and land on the ice and then walk up into the yard and feed on the corn. And this happens, you know, at sunrise and again in the late afternoon. And Russ said these, these wood ducks are probably heading to the Mississippi River, uh, maybe by Coon Rapids Dam or something like that, so they have some water to be in. And, uh, you know, soon Bass Creek will open up again, and then they'll be, they'll be fine. Ray and Marlene Simon, who live on the edge of Northfield, report 22 bird species coming to their feeding station yesterday, including at least 100 individual dark-eyed juncos, and many male red-winged blackbirds, plus seven fox sparrows and two song sparrows. Jim, I want to alert our listeners. I know we want to talk about by the yard, but I want to alert our listeners that uh, if we don't get to some emails, they're going to be sent to Jim this week. So oh, for yeah. sure. We'll, yes, we'll... and I've got this stack, and I'm still reading them. And, <laughs> and one of the listeners uh, wrote, and I should I should grab this one. I will when you're talking about by the yard. Sure. And uh, I want to read one of. Them. I, I mean, I, I feel so bad. You get a hundred, and I'm reading one. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> I know. You get well. People are interested. Well, yeah, I hope they are. they're interested. They I know a lot of people are interested in by the yard furniture because I saw a bunch of cars heading down the Second Avenue toward the convention center because it's time <laughs> for the home and garden show. That's right. The fact Go is, the, the last day is today. So if you want to check out. Here it's a great show, but if you wanted to see some great patio furniture that uh, you just keep adding to, you never have to replace, you want to see that CCO Land Company called By the Yard. Still family-run. Jim and I talk about it every every weekend. And, in fact, this is uh, the, the time to save hundreds not only on the furniture but delivery as well. You don't have to go to the show to get the same deal either. You can just head to the showroom. It's right down 169. Uh, or you can call them, get that catalog. I'll give you a phone number and a website. The uh, website, by the way, is bytheyard.net. A lot of folks call after Jim's show. Leave your address, just a recording, 
uh, or head to their home and garden show. As I said, this is the last day today. But here is their number, 952-492-2777. That's 952-492-2777. Or see them at the home and garden show. It's a nice day for that. A lot of folks interested in that. But do give them a call. Jim and I, by the way, Jim, I was out there kind of removing a little bit of snow from the deck. There's no snow left on my by-the-art furniture, however. (laughs) Fortunately. It's been so much fun. I've had people call up ever since you and I have said that. (laughs) They call up and said, we're using, this was last Tuesday and Wednesday, we're using our by-the-art furniture as a snow gauge. (laughs) All right. Well, I tell you what, Jim, we have about uh, three minutes to go. Okay, Tom Trost is the one who sent me this message, and this is from Cooteray, Wisconsin. Uh, anyway, he says, My wife made a bird rescue kit out of a brown paper grocery bag. This is what I talked about one time. Happy to report it works great. Have revived and released it in the last two weeks on a nuthatch, pine siskin, and a red pole. Thanks for the great tip. So what I said is that if a bird hits your window um, and falls to the ground or off on your deck or whatever, go out and pick it up. It's perfectly okay to pick up this bird. If, you, if you're afraid to, put a glove on. Pick it up. Put it in a paper bag. Roll that up in the top so the bird can't get out. Bring it indoors. Let the bird warm up. And probably about two-thirds of the time, the bird will be just will be just fine and... And will you come to and you can let it go. So uh, anyway, that that was so much fun to receive that. I'm going back to Ray and Marlene Simon. Uh, they said migrating robins are numerous in the area. They have this is Northfield area. They've been seeing them feeding on crabapple fruit and fruit from common buckthorn and hackberry. Ray and Marlene picked up ten packages of honeybees yesterday. They they're shipped in probably from California. They hope to get them into the hives on Tuesday. Dinah and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, have seen dozens of returning great blue herons beginning last Sunday, and they have heard their first of the year song sparrow singing and seen Tom, Tom Turkey displaying uh, in their yard, or near their yard anyway, and dark-eyed juncos, very, very numerous at their feeding station. They did manage to collect 30 gallons each of two days, Thursday and Friday, of maple sap coming in their in their sugar bush and are looking for some great flows this week. Julie Brophy from Victoria reports that at 8.05 last evening, northern cardinals went to their feeding station getting their last food for the night, and during the snowfall last Tuesday, their bird feeders had to be filled several times over. Red-winged blackbirds were in the trees trilling and, of course, coming to the feeders. Juncos were everywhere as they looked in their, and the feeders and all around their yard. And Julie said that an eastern chipmunk and um, a gray squirrel were collecting leaves and bringing them into their into the uh, ground. <laughs> the phone's ringing the same. i got to lift it up here just a second. Um, You're a popular guy. <laughs> I know, but I know, but I got to finish this anyway. They were bringing them into the nest, one in the ground and one in, one in a tree. Okay. Well, I, do, I, do I have a few seconds left to redeem myself here? Yes, you do. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Terrible 
great birders and observers. They, on Thursday, heard the first western chorus frogs calling, and they said at Wells Lake, which is partially open, a couple thousand waterfowl, including widgeons, lesser skull, redheads, camasbacks, right, white-fronted geese. What's that? Okay. Okay. You're being uh, paged. Sure. You're, you're being paged. We've got to go, Jim. I know. Uh, uh, but we'll we'll continue next week. I hope you're uh, you're okay. available. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. At the end of this, I it just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk next week. Have a, have a good week. Yeah, you too. I guess and inside too. Thank you, Jim. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday morning with more nature notes here on eight three zero WCC. We'll get a look at that forecast coming up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.